even for others, maybe not as much, but we hope to make it clear by tonight. The Bible says, wherefore seen, we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay, lay aside every weight and sin which does easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that is set before him, he said, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of God, of the throne of God. He sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. I'll read verse 2 again as I text this evening. He says, let us look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. So tonight, as you think about that, we many of uh, come with various scriptures. We even use that as about look unto Jesus, various things. But I want to uh, use a, a popular phraseology, I guess, over the past few years about look at God. Look at God. Amen. You ever heard it used that statement before? Anybody ever used it? Look at God. Look at God. Sometimes it's in the sign of amazement or if it's in the sign of uh, uh, just just, just a satisfaction of perhaps God coming through once again. God coming through or God showing himself real. God doing an awesome work. God just proving himself to be real. As we uh, was sharing about praying for those that are traveling, I mean, my, my, my sister-in-law, she's probably in the, in the air now, right? And just the day before, the day before, she's like, I don't know, I'm being my flight being counseling and all these other things, all the, all the storm, all, all, blah, 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 blah. My wife said, just have some faith. <laughs> have some faith that you'll be able to fly out of here. And that she's up in the air now, she ain't going to be able to hear this right now, but look at God. Look at God. And so on and on and on, you look over your life and you say, man, look at God. Look how awesome that he is. Look how mighty that he is. Look how he does and moves in a mighty way. Just from the morning, when you get up in the morning and see that sun come up one more time, you say, man, look at God. You can see the wonderful sunrise, or if you get blessed to be able to see a sunset, and sometimes you say, man, look at God. Look at God and the hand of God, the, the nature and all of the splendor that it has, the beauty that God has, the good beauty of who he is, the things in which he does. And, and if we open our eyes to really see that, we'll see how God over and over and over again has come through even if you're not even saved tonight, you truly have to know that there is a God. There's truly times, again, when God has really come through on your behalf when we didn't deserve it, when we were so unworthy. But we can look back and say, man, look at God. Look at God and how awesome that he is. Again, prior to this chapter, in chapter 11, as we briefly touched the other day about the Hall of Faith, it's really a rundown of uh, again, if you want to find out some of the events or get a quick synopsis of what the Bible is and some of the stories, go back and read chapter 11, and it will give you a rundown of some of the major highlights in the Word of God. And, and the, the writer here uh, in chapter 12 told us about these clouds of witnesses in verse 1. These clouds of witnesses, he was referring back to chapter 11. Chapter 11 showed us all the things, and a lot of the things in which God had done. He had plucked out just a few major events in which God just showed himself real. From the time of which Adam actually uh, miraculous, uh, 
uh, creation of man and the miraculous uh, things in which he did for Abraham. And he went through Noah. He went through Moses. He went through Sarah's birth, uh, the birth and giving the child when she was unable to have children. On and on and on from Samson all the way through. You go back and read it. Again, you'll say, you can look at it and say, man, look at God. Look at God. He was letting the, the readers you know in the book of Hebrews just to look at God. There's no excuse why many women would not serve him. There's no excuse why many women would not trust him. My friend today, we encourage you to look at God. I, I shared with him yesterday at the cemetery. I said, hey, you lost your earthly father. But thanks be unto God, we have a heavenly father. The earthly father tried to do all he could for them. Give, shout them with whatever they needed. And try to be there for them throughout their life. There was, there was a common theme running throughout it about how that he was blessed. He blessed them with gifts, shoes that they needed, phones, all these different things that they needed. On and on and on. But I, I, again, I thought about the Savior Joy. What about our Heavenly Father? Who's able to give even much more than what material things can do? Much more than what materialistic things man and we as fathers and mothers can provide. What we as can give gifts to one another. But there's something about our Heavenly Father up in heaven, who gives great, great gifts from above. And so, again, chapter 11, we just begin to summarize some of the things in which God can do. It summarize how his love was expressed to them. Man, look at God. We are all witnesses of God's love tonight. All witnesses of his love and how his compassion. We shouldn't even be here tonight. As the writer says, he says, his, his compassion is fell at not. Great is his faithfulness to us. Where would we be without the love of God tonight? If he didn't love you, he wouldn't be here tonight. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have allowed you to live this long. But thanks be unto God tonight for his love and his grace and his mercy. Throughout chapter 11, it shows us his power as well. Look at God and his power. He showed them and explained to them how God had done many miraculous things on the part of the Red Sea to fighting back many, many multitudes of armies. He said, look at God. Look at God. He showed them God's grace even through it all. We were so undeserving, so undeserving of God's grace. He showed them and how God many times overlooked and forgave them of their sins. And because he's a gracious God, I don't know about you, but we need God's grace every day. Look at God. We even see God's wrath in this as well. Amen. And we cannot overlook God's wrath as well. Again, because the God of, of, of love is the same God that hates sin. The same God of heaven is the same God. And no doubt, uh, created hell for the devil and his angels. You see today, there's, again, we have to look at all facets of God. Again, we were saying about him, even the sermon yesterday. And how, that again, uh, again, they like to look at the fluffy side of it all, naturally, naturally, to lift up spirits. But there's also another side that we have to look at as well. We cannot overlook the, the penalty of sin, the penalty of judgment and wrath. And so after you look at this, the Bible says a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. So we look at it all and say, you know what? I want to be on the right side of God tonight. I want to be on God's side. I want to be in his favor. I want to be on, on his, in his love and his mercy today. We also see even from that chapter, we see how the chapter 11 it talked about God's forgiveness and promises that he gives to you and I. The promises to the believer. Over and over and over again. And you can look back and say, yes, God's word is true tonight. The promises of God. Surely we can say as well, 
And they can say as well, look at God. This chapter shows again how that God is able to do all things. Again, he cannot fail. There's nothing that he cannot do. And so let's go back to Hebrews 12, 1. He says, Therefore, let our men compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every way and every sin that so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. He talked about how that again God is God that we look to. Look to him and see how that God is able. How God is a forgiving God as we should. How God is a gracious God. He said, lay it all down. Sin has an end to it. Uh, it has a destructive end to it tonight. It would not satisfy the soul. And so he tells us, let us look to Jesus. Let us look to the Lord that can't satisfy the soul. Look at God who's able to supply every need. Look at God who's able to love you and save you. Who's able to do great things. Nothing compared to what the enemy does to souls today. He destroys lives. He destroys homes. He destroys families. Men and women today, we encourage you to turn to Jesus tonight. The Bible says, look unto Jesus number two. Let's look unto him tonight. Look unto the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says he was there in the beginning. In the beginning, if you go was able to get back into the beginning, he was there. You will see Jesus. And throughout the present, he's here. And even in the future, he will be there standing on the right hand of the Father tonight. You can't get away from looking to God tonight. My friend, hey, let's look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Today, again, as you say, for the joy, he went and gave up his life. For the joy, he endured the cross. And for despising the shame, he was set down now on the right hand of the Father. And so let's, let's move a little further. Come back to the minute. Luke chapter thir- uh, 130. The Bible tells us how that we are to look to God. Look to God and see how awesome that he is. And so in this season that we're in, this Christmas season that we're in, uh, they was instructed to look to God. To look to him. The angel of the Lord said unto uh, Mary, he said, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor. And behold, thou shalt conceive a womb, and I will and bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he said, Behold, look, look, Mary, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Look to God. Watch what God does. He's going to come. He's going to save the people. He's going to forgive them. He's going to be the Savior of the world. He's going to, it will come to pass. 32, he says, Mary, look at this. He's going to be great. How many know God is great tonight? When you look to him tonight, you'll see his greatness. When you look to him, he shows his greatness. He shall be the son of the highest. No other name, no other one can be compared to him. No one else can again do the things that he can do. The Bible says that the Lord shall give him unto him the throne of the fathers of David. Look at God. He's sitting up in up high in heaven as we speak right now. Amen. The earth is his footstool, brothers and sisters tonight. Look at God. The Bible says in 33, when it says he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, the kingdom shall have no end. I want you to know in the beginning, in the middle, and at the end, it does not matter. Our God is able. There is no end to his kingdom. When it's all said and done, when the dust settles, when the book of Revelation has, has done its final part and all the scriptures have been fulfilled, you're going to say, man, look at God. 
Look at the Son of God. Look at him high and lifted up. Church today, look to him now, my friend, tonight. The Bible says it will come to pass here. He told Mary, the Bible says in 34, and Mary said unto the angel, how shall this be seen? I know no man. And the angel said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come and be with thee. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, the holy thing which is born shall be called the Son of God. I'm getting out of where I want to go. The Bible says, behold, the cousin Elizabeth, she shall conceive a son in her old age as well. And in the sixth month with her, she uh, shall be where she was buried. So the Bible goes on a little further. I'm going to spill on in a minute. The Bible says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. He was saying, just look to God. Watch what I do. I'm telling you today, he says, nothing shall be impossible. Do you believe it tonight? Do you believe it tonight that nothing shall be impossible? When we look to God in this fashion, when we look to God and say, this cannot be, she says, how can this be? No doubt Elizabeth wanted the same thing, how can this be? But we have to look back and say, look at God. Don't put anything passive tonight. Don't put anything that's too hard. He told us there's nothing that is uh, too hard for him to do. There's nothing impossible that he cannot do. And don't put anything past him tonight. Again, uh, the Bible goes on to sister number 38. And Mary uh, said, Behold, the maiden of the Lord. He says, Be it according to the word. And the angel departed. And in verse 39, the Bible says she arose and went to, on a hill and, and, and into the city of Judah. And the Bible says she entered into the house of Zacharias and, and saluted Elizabeth, the one who was also pregnant as we shared with you earlier. <clears throat> again, this whole story, again, of the Christmas season, we encourage you to go back and read it. Again, how this miraculous birth came to pass. We share with you today about how don't try to figure it all out, no? regardless of how it looks, how it feels, or how it may seem tonight. Just look at God tonight. The Bible tells us, and so how can these things be? And it begin to come to pass. He told Elizabeth, you're going to have a baby. He told Mary, you're going to have a baby. He told these people it was going to come to pass, and it came to pass. And look at God tonight. The Bible says now these two pregnant women came together. They came in the same presence of one another. And the Bible says and in verse 41, it came to pass that when Elizabeth had heard this, she had heard that she, Mary had approached the house. The Bible says it came to pass that Elizabeth heard the salutations of Mary and the babe, John the Baptist, we call John the Baptist. The Bible says he leaped in his mother's womb. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. This little infant baby, this infant child, I saw a billboard earlier today. It was a little picture of a little baby. And he talked about our God is real. There is a God. And it was an anti-abortion type of billboard. And you know what? It was letting us know that God is the creator of all things. Life begins at conception. And so this life knew that the Son of God was in the presence of him. And John, I can only imagine him as a six-month-old baby, begin to kick himself and elbow his mom. He began to leap in his mother's womb and say, hey, I want to see this Jesus. I want to see him, even though I'm just a baby. But he knew in his heart and his soul that God was real. He knew the presence of God, my friend, today. Even that infant knew the power of God, my friend. Don't sit here numb tonight. Don't sit here uh, again unmoved tonight. Look at God. I'm telling this infant baby, which can show all of us the presence of God is real tonight. The power of God in his presence is real. Look at God tonight. Look at God. And John and this baby, he grew up and became witness of the Savior of the world. The prophecy was fulfilled. 
Go back and read it. How the John became a witness just like he told his father. He would, and even the prophets of old said he would be a forerunner. Preaching one crying in the wilderness. Preaching repentance. Amen. And for men to come to know Jesus Christ. So he was the forerunner. This prophecy was fulfilled. Look at God. The Old Testament prophecies now were being unfolded right there in their eyes. And brothers and sisters, the prophecies even to come are unfolding and will unfold. As sure as we see it tonight, it will happen. Open your eyes and see. Look to God tonight. The Bible says in John 1, 29, the Bible says, the Gospel of John 1, 29, the next day, now they were adults. The Bible says that John, the one who leaped into Elizabeth's womb, the Bible says he sees Jesus coming. He saw Jesus coming down where he, uh, again, in that city. And the Bible says he said, behold, in other words, look, behold the Son of the Lamb of God that does what? Takes away the sins of the world. He said, look at God, the Lamb, the Lamb of Almighty God tonight. When you look at the Lamb tonight, I was thinking, have you seen this song tonight? Now behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb tonight, the Lamb, the, the sacrifice, the one, the innocent sacrifice that would take away the sins of the world. My friend today, the sinful world, I'm telling you to look to the Lamb tonight. Look to Jesus, my friend today, while he still tarries. Look to the Lord our God today while there's still time. Men will continue to look to the economy. We you continue to look at your job, on your houses and your cars. Do we continue to look to Hollywood to keep us satisfied? We continue to look to a government, or will we look to God? Will we look to God? Some things coming, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, that probably will blow our, our minds away. Perhaps that's what will get me and women to look to God. But I pray it will not be too late. I pray that it will not be too late before our nation starts to look to God. We need to look to Him now. Look to Him now while it's still time. While again there's still hope. Again, while there's still an opportunity to be saved. In Psalms 40, 16, Psalms 40, 16, the Bible says, Let us let all of those that seek thee rejoice. He said, Those that seek God, he said, Let them rejoice. It's a joy serving Christ. It's a joy knowing Jesus Christ. It really is. It's a joy knowing we lay down at night. Amen. It's all right. And when you go throughout your day, even when things are upside down, it's going to work itself out. Because I'm going to look at God. The Bible says, he said, we can rejoice and be glad in thee. Let us love uh, thy salvation, saith continually. He said, love Jesus, love salvation, love serving God continually. It should never be a burnout. Amen. Never ever get burnt out in God. Love him every day of your life. Serve him with gladness. Serve him all the days of your life continually. Again, when in your darkest days, look back. Take yourself back to the altar. Take yourself back to that day when you gave your life to Christ. Take yourself back to that day when you said, oh, I thank God I called on Jesus one day. My friend today, he says, rejoice in salvation. Rejoice in the Lord. Our God, there are people in the living countries today, that's all they got is salvation. They have a hut, a fire, a campfire, a couple of little things. They don't have internet. They don't have refineries of life. They don't have automobiles. They don't have shopping malls. They don't have grocery stores. But you know what? They have Jesus. 
Because a missionary is someone that's gone there to tell them about them. In church today, you know what? They live a satisfied life because it's, they rejoice in salvation. They praise God. They glorify God. They worship God. Many of them will put us to shame because of their relationship with God. Because they, they pray to God looking for their next meal. They pray to God depending on the water that they drink. They pray to God that he'll supply their need day after day to be their daily bread. And tonight, my friend, let's look to God. Look to God tonight. You guys all right over there? The Bible says, he said, the Lord be magnified. Look to God. Do we magnify him tonight? Do we magnify him? You think about a magnifying glass and how it becomes bigger. The Bible says, magnify the Lord. Magnify him to glorify him, to make him bigger than anything else in this world. To make him stronger and mightier. To magnify him, to glorify the Lord our God. Verse 17 says, but, the, but I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. He said, you know, outside of all the things that I don't have, he said, the Lord thinketh about me. That relationship was more valuable than anything that he could ever be given. Silver and gold, friends, family, loved one. He said, God thinks about me. God is mindful of me. God cared about me. God cared about you. He said, man, look at God. Look at God. He said, thou art my help. He said, he thought about me in my troubled times. He thought about me when I was ready to commit suicide. He thought about me when I was ready to give up. He thought about me. And I'm serious standing here today is what the psalmist say. Look at God. This man, perhaps a nobody, in that moment in time, God chose his prayer and his song to place it there. To the world, no doubt he felt insignificant as he wrote this, perhaps. I sound poor and needy. He said, but look at God, my helper, my deliverer. Look at God, how he delivered me. We serve to chapter 11. That time after time, church, even Sunday morning, I believe Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and all these others, how I think God delivered, and Moses was delivered, the children of Israel were delivered, and naturally they wrote in here and said, Look at God. Look at God, how good it is. If you've ever been delivered before from a time of need in your life, not only just salvation, but time is over time after time. God has delivered and supplied needs. He said, Make no tearing. Oh my God. Let's go to move on up further. Colossians 3 1. He said, If you be risen with Christ, seek those things above. Look to God. If you name the name of Christ, we believe God. Let's believe God. He said, We seek those things that are above. My wife said last night, have faith. Trust God. Let's do that. Amen. How many gonna do that with us? He said, We believe that Christ is risen. That same Jesus can do great things. That same Jesus can supply. That same Jesus can, again, uh, provide and, and again, deliver. God, that same God can come through again. He says, look to him where he sits on the right hand of God. Look up, look up, look up. 
Look up, world. Look up to Jesus tonight. Look up to the heavens tonight. He says, set your affections on things above and not on the earth. These things will pass away. He said, let us get, look to God tonight. Look at God. He said, if you're dead and your life is hidden in Christ, uh, in God. Where Christ was our life. He's our life. He's our everything. Is what he's saying. He's our life. Our life giver. So I saw everything tonight shall appear. He will appear again, brothers and sisters, tonight. How are you looking at God? The Bible says, and then he shall appear with him in glory. That's the blessed hope we have. That one day the entire world will see and behold the Lord our God. I can only imagine how it was when those angels in the host of heaven appeared up in glory when Jesus came the first time. All the heavenly hosts, they sang and they worshiped. No doubt as they saw the Son of God there in the manger. He will appear again in the clouds. Appear with God again. And we can as well as we look to him in glory. Look to God. Look at that blessed hope. The world puts their hope in something that will fade away. But we have something that will never ever fade away tonight. Put your hope in something that will I'll never pass away. That endures forever. Look at God tonight. I'm reminded of a man named Stephen as we try to wrap this up. A man named Stephen, he was one of the uh, selected uh, the apostles after the death of Judas. As the church began to grow and some other selected men out. And uh, he was selected, and the Bible says he answered the call of God. One, and he lived for God along the way after he gave his life to Christ. The Bible says, look up at Acts 6 3. The Bible says, Wherefore, brethren, I look ye out among seven men, honest, of report, honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom I appoint over this business. So naturally, the church was beginning to grow after Jesus had left. The Bible says that they began to look for some men. They looked for some people of honest report, some good people. And the Bible says, uh, again, but but ye will uh, give ourselves who will give themselves continually. Naturally, they will give themselves continually, and, and naturally, they were looking for people that would give themselves continually to God. The Bible says, and to minister the word. And number five, it says, and saying the, the, the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because, why did they choose him? Because he knew how to look to God. God wants each of us. To use each of us. Men and women full of faith. Let's believe God. I'm going to do that. Let's look to God tonight. This man was a man that looked to God. The reason why I bring this up is because I'm talking about how the, the Lord will come again in glory. And so he preached the word and he believed the word and he was not afraid to speak the word with boldness. He's preached about the kingdom and salvation. And as he was doing this, the Bible says the people got angry and they wanted to stone Stephen. They wanted to stone him. But he couldn't worry about them. He had to worry about God. And the Bible says, look what it says. The Bible says in 54, 754. He says, and when they heard these things, they were cut in their hearts. And they gnashed them with their teeth. They were angry because Stephen had told them to repent. He had told them to change. He had told them to get right with God, the Bible says. And they got angry at him. They picked up stones and wanted to kill him. But naturally, the Bible says, but he being full of the Holy Ghost. 
looked steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Y'all see that? He saw Jesus in the midst of his trial, in the midst of his, his hardship, in the midst of the persecution. He looked up. He looked up and he saw Jesus. He, he no doubt probably was wondering as he prayed and he probably was to his amazement. He saw Jesus up in the throne room of God. He probably said, man, look at God. Look at God and all of this. And the Bible says in verse 66, he said, Behold, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. He said, I see the God that loves me. I see Jesus. He no doubt in his mind said, Oh, thank you, Jesus, for being there. And the Bible says in verse 57, the Bible says, how they, and he, he said, They cried with a loud voice. They cried out with a loud voice. They went and they stopped their ears and said, Shut up, preacher, shut up. And they ran and they took these stones in one accord and they, 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 they cast them out of the city. In verse 58, and they stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet. His name was Saul. Look at God. They killed this man. They was killing this man with stones. They took the man's clothes and they threw them at this man named Saul. And the Bible says they stoned Stephen and called, and Stephen called upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. In the midst of it all, in the midst of the hardships of life, look at God. Look at God. What's he come through? You may have experienced before how God came through. You may be needing that right now for God to come through. I'm telling you, look at God. Stephen looked up. He said, man, I see God. The Bible says he kneeled and, and he cried with a loud voice. It says, Lord, lay not their sins to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep and he died. And you go back and read, go back and read. I'm not going to go through it all. But the Bible says in the next chapter, how they, again, these, these, this man named Saul, the clay, they took his clothes and threw it at Saul's feet, the man who was consenting upon him. The man who authorized his stoning will be the next man who will pick up the torch and preach the gospel. And one time this man was against God, he, he authorized this man to die. But look at God. And now we see, and some believe he wrote the book of Hebrews. He, he wrote many, he wrote the majority of the New Testament. And the Bible says how the, he was now changed and how God has spoken to his heart. You see, God can turn any heart around, whoever you may be tonight. You're looking at people here in this room, or again, uh, uh, perhaps you may be one yourself, or you've heard of others who, who, who again, who are away from Christ, who did not know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior, and how they say, man, their lives have been transformed, how God is able to take their lives from, from the guttermost to the uttermost, how God is able to transform it and stop the cursing tongue, stop the, the filthy heart tonight. I'm telling you, there's a God that can do that tonight. There's a God that can forgive all sins. A God that will take you out of the barroom and put you in the church. There's a God who, again, will kind of stop running the streets and, and chasing after the women or men. And now you begin to chase after souls to see them reach for Christ. You must use your mouth for, again, to use it for ungodliness. Now you use it to preach the word of God. That's the type of God we serve. And God can turn around lives of men and women. Perhaps it's going on something going on in your life tonight. You say, preacher, a relationship problem or a family problem, I'm telling you, pray, seek God. Watch God turn it around. I believe it, Carlos. We're going to pray and believe God. Amen? We believe God that God can turn it around. And I believe as time goes on, we're going to say, look at God. If you believe with us. There are times in which things go on in life. And you can take, write it down even as we speak. Tonight, be full of faith. This man that they were afraid, he's a terror. The Bible says in the next chapter, Saul wreaked havoc in 
in the church. But a couple of chapters later, he was now preaching for the church. Look at God. Brothers today, as she comes up, the Bible tells us, say, we see so many clouds of witnesses. Go back to Hebrews so as we close. He said, we see so many clouds of witnesses. It's over and over and over again. Not enough paper, not enough ink, not enough time to tell you all the things that God has done. The church today says we, uh, we see these clouds of witnesses. So let's this side every way and sin we're so easy to beset us. Run with patience, which is said before, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The author and the finisher of our faith, Philippians 2, 9. The Bible says we look to him, the same man who, uh, he said he sits on the right hand of the Father as we speak right now. In verse 2. He, he, we, we look to him. And here he, the Bible tells us how that one day, again as he sits high tonight, in verse uh, Philippians 2 9, he says, Wherefore, God has highly exalted him. He is highly exalted, Jesus. Above all the frame, but they nailed him to the cross. Again, they cannot keep him. The grave cannot keep him tonight. The slander and the, the, the piercing and the pulling of the beard, the spitting in his face, the curse and the blood that was shed cannot keep him. He said, we, 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 God has highly exalted him. He's risen tonight. He's risen. And he now sits in the throne room of our Heavenly Father. The Bible says that his name is given above every name. Every name. He said, Mary, his name is going to be called Jesus. His name is going to be called Jesus. Another place says his name is Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Everywhere you go, you can't get away from him. You see God all over the place. Look at God's mind. His name is above every name, Emmanuel, Prince of Peace. The Bible tells us, he says, 12, he says, the name is, and at that name, every knee should bow. Every knee should bow and every tongue. Uh, whether it's in heaven and in the earth or under the earth, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone that's ever walked his face of the earth and wherever else it may be, in the angelic world as well. He said they will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. They will say he is Lord. They will all have to bow before him. Amen. And behold his beauty and, and, and his glory. He says here tonight, look to him now. Look at God. Look at God, my friend. See him now. Serve him now. Follow after him now. Look to him. Our country, our city, our world, your individual family, whoever you may be tonight, look at God. Look to God. Call on him. Bow before him. Exalt him. Magnify him. Trust him. Believe him. Let him forgive you. Let him uh, turn your life around. Whatever your need is. Let him heal you. Let him uh, deliver. Whatever it is tonight. There are many things we can't even list tonight. But look at God. Look to him. He's willing to help. He's willing to help. He's willing to help. He'll pick you up and turn your life around. He's willing to do this. He's willing. He's willing. He's willing tonight. Let's look to God. As we find the altar prayer tonight. The altar prayer is open tonight. He give us an opportunity to look to him. An opportunity to call on that wonderful name. That name Jesus. That matches name Jesus. 
that matches his name, Jesus. Name. That wonderful name. Our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we call on you tonight. We trust in you. We look to you. We look to you. God, men and women have needs. God, we all have needs tonight. And who else can we go to but thee? We call on you tonight to supply the need. Whatever it may be. If you don't know him tonight, accept it. Believe what he did on the cross for you and I. For the entire world. He gave his life. That men and women can be saved. The people can be saved and delivered from our sins tonight. Look at God. You want forgiveness? Look to God. He's the only one he can save. He's the only one that can forgive. He's the only one that can give us that born again experience. Look to God. If you need power tonight, power from high, look at God. Look to Him. Let Him feed with the Holy Ghost. If you need strength tonight, look to God. Look to God. Look to Him. If you need help? I'm telling you, friend, is taking close to the brother right now. He's a very present help in a time of need or in a time of trouble. Look to God tonight. Look to Him. Whatever it is, call on him tonight. That's all for the place to pray tonight. Let's look to him and see if we can say unto the Lord tonight. God bless you.